Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where we're reclaiming practices for life and leadership in Christ. My name is Tony. I'm your host. I'm a coach and strategic planner, and I walk with leaders as they follow Christ and lead boldly. Today on the podcast, Mary Carmen England. She's the founder of Seven Pathways, and we talk about ancient practices for a deeper relationship with God. I know so often as leaders, we think forward and not backwards, and yet the ancient practices have so much to offer us. It's worth considering. Our conversation, we talk about how they're not a checklist. We talk about how you have to live in them and dwell in them, and they're so good. Thanksgiving, silence, confession, song, prayer, Bible study, and scripture memory. This is a fun one today. I know you're really going to enjoy it. And if you do, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify, and share this episode with a friend. Maybe somebody who you know can benefit from the seven pathways. So now, without any further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Mary Carmen. Mary Carmen, thank you so much for your generosity of time and jumping on to chat with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to connect with you and your and your audience. So this is such a joy. Well, one of the things that I love to kind of start with, and um, my podcast family knows this, that I'm going to ask this question. So it's it's really the easiest question I'm going to ask all day, but <laughs> maybe one that doesn't get asked very often. You, you've done a lot of different things from teaching to sales to marketing to uh, theological studies, and and now, of course, authoring this a beautiful resource. I always like to know, how would you describe the calling that God has placed on your life? Oh, I would say the calling that he's placed on life began a long time ago. And it, it began probably in a, in a place that some people think, oh, really? Like it, it actually began as a, as a teen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember uh, like, being in church one day and uh, someone had come to speak about their experiences in Africa. And I was just mesmerized by all the stories of people coming to faith. And I thought, gosh, if there's something I would love to do, I would love to just share my faith in some capacity. And that really, that's where it began. And I didn't know what that meant at all. Mm. (laughs) And so that's where God kind of started stirring the calling But specifically related to Seven Pathways, it began about 16 years ago, and I was in New York living a a year after seminary and was really desiring a deeper connection with God. And through my studies, I learned about these pathways and heard about it before and Dallas Willard's book, um, some other resources. I was very familiar with all of them and experiencing them in church, but I really hungered for them more in my own life. And I thought, well, hey, maybe I should design a study using some of these. And so that's where it began with the study on John, which is the second part of seven, the Seven Pathways experience, is the uh, journey through the Gospel of John. And I just, at that point, it was only like four pathways. Um, and so I taught um, a couple of classes on it and then just put it on the shelf. Um, so I would say that the calling has, it has grown over time, but it really just began with wanting to connect um, more deeply with God and 
for others to experience his greatness. And so that's, it, it's been a, like you said, I've had a variety as far as fashion and then theology, but all this kind of merges together in a very interesting way as far as seeing, uh, knowing that God is the author of all beauty. He's the creator and designer of all things. And so it's a, it's a really unique way to connect with people through uh, fashion and through beauty as well, but also giving people that real glimpse of who this great God is. He is not a God of, of lesser things. He's not a God that lacks resources. He is an ab- abundant and he's a really a magnificent God. And he's way more than people ever expect or imagine. And is way more gracious than people have ever expect or imagine. Because it talks about in the Bible how, and this is one of my favorite verses in Micah, and it talks about he cast our sins into the, the depths of the sea. And I love that picture because mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, God's just going to keep you know, bringing up my stuff all the time, reminding me of failures and my mistakes. And, and instead, I found him through seven pathways. And I'll stop in just a moment, but <laughs> I, I found him way more gracious. So really, my calling is to give people a greater view of God and to kind of blow some of their assumptions of God and give them a experience of his presence through these pathways and not just like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and read a book. And I'm, I don't even know where to start. Most people are like, ah, <laughs> even longtime believers like myself. It's, it, it's even hard for myself. I mean, unless I'm, you know, studying for a purpose sometimes. Um, so it's to help me as well, but it's, it's to help all of us to experience God's presence more and to know his, to really know the greatness of who he is. So, and that's a long answer to that question about my calling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and thanks I, for sticking with me, uh, uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for the long form answers. Always, always. Um, I, you know, I, I'm always curious how, how people, especially someone like you, right? You're like you've, you've clearly answered God's call in multiple ways and you've moved and you pivoted and you've yeah. studied things <laughs> and you're a lifelong learner. You're, I mean, like you've just got a very eclectic background, which I love. H- how do you discern God's voice in your life and when it's time to pivot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. That can, that can be, that can be a hard one. And it, it can be, sometimes God makes it really clear for me as well. There are, a, there are a couple of ways I do. Um, one way is he closes doors. That's a lot mm. of us experience that he'll just, he'll just start closing a door or he'll make it not work. And I'm like, okay, okay, God, I think we, we're going to go in a different direction here. Um, and other times, uh oh, did I lose you? you? Okay. No, no, I'm still oh. here. Are you here? Oh, I lost you on my screen. Sorry. That's all right. If you can hear me, I I just, I lost, I can't see you now. Okay. You're back. <laughs> my screen went totally blank. Oh, okay. Um, totally all right. black. I love it. Sorry. So, I got a great editor. Uh, okay. So going back to what you asked me, um, sometimes God closes doors. He makes it really clear. It's time to pivot. Even sometimes when I may not have been ready for that door to close. And it's, it's disappointing. Sometimes you thought, God, I thought you were, you know, leading me here. Um, then other times he will just 
speak to somebody else that then calls me up and says, Hey, I really think you need to call so-and-so and look into this opportunity. And I'm like, hmm. okay, I, I want to do that, you know? Um, and then other times he starts speaking to me and just kind of giving those nudges like, Hey, with seminary, I think you need to check this out a little bit. You need to go visit. <laughs> and I, so I was like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet. Um, and then he does more to make it clear in giving me a scholarship, which I didn't apply for, um, opened up more opportunities. I was like, okay, I should clearly walk through this. Um, and then, um, other times he surprises me and, um, with, with the sickness and with seven pathways and the injury and all the things as cancer and all that, he was, he's, he was like, I want you to start working on seven path. I, I, he didn't really say it was then it was just on that journey through John. It was like, you remember that thing you worked on? I want you to start working on it very slowly and I'll give you a plan how to do that. And I thought, okay, I guess I can do that. I, I have my notes, but it turns out all my notes were in a storage unit in the back and I couldn't find them. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, great. So anyways, he was really specific with me. He was like, I want you to listen to a chapter of John. And then I want you to uh, write down a couple application questions. And then another time after I did that through all the chapters, then he was like, listen to the chapter of John, go back, start again. And then I want you to write a prayer. And then I would do that. And then we circle that again. So we did all the different parts in, in sections. So I'd circle, I've circled back to John. I, I should have counted. I don't remember exactly many times through this experience, but he made it manageable for me in a really difficult time in my life. So that's another example. God's been, he can be really specific. And then sometimes he's not quite as clear. He's just like, I want you to take the next step and then I'm going to open the door um, for mm. you. So it, it's been a, it's a real variety. Um, but that's the way any relationship is sometimes you can be real clear. And then other times you have to you kind of have to look for the signs and listen for that quieter voice that may tell you later on. It, it may not be right now. He may just give you the next right stuff. And that's important for people to understand. You know, God didn't tell me all the steps at, the, at one time. He just said one thing to do and then maybe the next thing. And it, it, was, a, it was a build because often if you told us all, all of it, we wouldn't want to do it. Or we would be overwhelmed. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's a variety. So and yeah. just that's what I tell viewers. Be open to God speaking in a variety of ways. But look for confirmation from your, your community, which is very important. Like people that love you, that love the Lord, whether it be family, friends, church community. Also listen for that confirmation as well when you're making big, big decisions and even in the small things, it's good to have, you know, a variety and a, uh, an audience of people that are, you know, a support, I guess a support system is what I'm trying to say. So. You know, one of the things that you've kind of already alluded to that I want to dive in a little bit more on is you, you actually started writing this book before you had this life-changing moment, um, which really started in February of 2018, but it really continued. It seemed like, from the research that I found to October 19 is when it all started to finally get clearer for you. Can, yes. can you kind of paint the picture of, of what shifted in your life and that, um, that story? I mean, you do a fantastic job of telling it in the book. 
Um, but I, I think maybe it might help our audience a little bit to get some context on how you knew something was off and then what the course happened after that. Yeah. As far as you, you mean, you mean spiritually too, or just physically? Yeah, or spiritually and physically and all of it yeah. together. And we'll dive into a whole bunch. I got, I got a whole list of questions around that season. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, during that time, it, it was just like, all of a sudden I started having all this pain and it was very, for someone very healthy, it was just so shocking. I did not know, like, what, what do I do? You know, God, what are you doing? Like, how no one could figure out what's going on either. And so that was really discouraging. I'm like, okay, I'm, I've been to all these doctors. At that point, I'd, gosh, till 19, I'd gotten up to probably like 15 plus doctors wow. <laughs> at that point. And still no one knew. And I thought, okay, I'm praying. We have a host of people that are smart uh, trying to figure, you know, it was a variety of people. But I was not finding answers. And it was very, it was very frustrating. Um, and it was very disappointing. I was also disappointed. I was like, God, why are you not, why are you not helping here? I mean, we should normally, like normally, you, you know, go to a few and you find, you find an answer. And I thought, okay, still not answering. And then it was about in 19, it was about a year later, um, before the time when I actually got diagnosed with something that I had an allergic, an, an allergic reaction. Then it made it all worse. And I thought, Oh my wow. gosh. It's just only, it only got worse where at that point my face was swollen. It was so hard to, it was hard to move it. So therefore it made it hard to talk. So that initiated pain and then to even touch parts of my head. And so therefore it was hard to continue to work, obviously, when you can't talk really well and just to st- sustain the normalcy of life. And it, it, that's hard to explain to people because they were like, what? You look okay. But uh, I was like, oh, I don't don't feel so good. And plus, like, I couldn't move my face. <laughs> that is not fun. Not a fun place to be because you can't not smile bad. really. And you, uh, um, or um, eating was a little difficult. I mean, just like small things. So all that to say, and then God was like, you know, I, I started praying a little bit more. I still was not daily. I was, I was spending time with God, but I really had not poured myself into, okay, I, it is time to, take it to the mat, so to speak. <laughs> you know, it's time to really start praying. It's time to get people praying. It's time to pray about this daily with groups of people. I mean, there is something going on. And I felt like God, God said, you know, I, he was like, I'm going to lead you through and mm. it's by my light, you will see. And he did not give me a time frame or anything like that. He was just like, by my light, you're going to see. Um, and he was like, you need to trust me. I have done this for a reason. And I just started after that point. Um, I was listening to the word more because that was easier for me to do, especially when you can't. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, you're so exhausted. It's much easier to listen rather than read with glasses because that was more difficult at that time. So oh, I started sure. listening to it and that in 19 and that's when in the, uh, in the, um, fall of 19, that's when I was completely discouraged after another misdiagnosis, after another MRI and just unclear of what it was wanting to send me to a pain clinic, but still couldn't tell me why, you know, like I was said, well, my plane is still here, but you tell me I need to go to a pain clinic and for something back here. And, 
I said, what well, does the MRI show something wrong? I'm like, no, you just have a, you know, a little bit of arthritis back there. I said, well, okay, well, I'm not really sure why that's going to help. She said, well, maybe it'll, maybe it'll help. Um, I was just so shocked. This is a PA, not a, not the doctor. It just like, they were just like pushing me out. That's all we can do here. This is a well, a reputable orthopedic institution in Nashville. And so I was completely just shocked that, 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 that is how a lot of the, you know, doctors are handling people nowadays. I feel like they don't get to the bottom of what's really going on with people and just send them somewhere to help alleviate pain without getting to the root. And for me, mm. I was like, no, that does not make sense. I have pain here and you're telling me I need to go. Like, it is, no. and maybe it'll help, but you can't tell me why. <laughs> and there's nothing on the MRI that shows that I need to do that. No. So I just didn't do it. So that's when I came home and mom and I um, were like, okay, let's, mom's like, we got to start praying every day. I was like, let's pray. And so we started praying every day. And the next day, my cousin called. It was like, hey, there's someone that's helped um, my husband with a neck, neck issue he had. And she was like, I think you should give him a call. And so I did. And so that led to some some answers um, as far as what was going on in the sides of my head. Although, as it turns out, um, what was brewing underneath was actually a tumor. So it wasn't exactly what they thought it was, but it, it did help with some of the pain. Um Tumors are very tricky in the kind that I had. It it mimics traditional cells. Um, wow. It's called a cynic cell. It's uh, three to five percent of the population has been diagnosed with this, so it's a very rare form of cancer. Um, and that's probably because it can, it's it's hard to detect because of the cells. Um, they can't be seen um, when they just look like regular cells until you get in there. And the MRI shows a little bit more as they grow. So it, it's a very hard cancer to find. And uh, there are probably more people that have it, um, which is, I, I hope that bringing awareness to this form of cancer because it can go into other types of cancer later on that are much yeah. more dangerous. Um, so, and a, a lung, lung cancer is what it can go into. And there are a lot of people wow. that have lung cancer that have never smoked. So, and I've never you know, smoked either. So we, they have no idea. I, they still, they want to study my saliva to figure out why I got it. <laughs> because wow. they have no idea. I don't fit a profile of anyone that we get this form of cancer. So, yeah. So, so when it, you're in other the, than when, I worked with leather some. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I, I'm just wondering, like, you're in the midst of all of this um, pain and uncertainty, uh, waiting to figure out what's really going on. Um, you're, what's your relationship with God doing in that season, right? Like, are you, um, yeah. How, how are you feeling about God in that whole process? Yeah. You know, at, at first I was, I was shocked and I was, as I mentioned, shocked and like, what are you doing? I don't understand this, but then I know him well enough because we have a history that, he had a good reason for this. He he's not doing this for to just because he wants to make my life miserable or I've done something wrong. You know, he had a he has a reason for this. And so I thought, okay, I just I need to figure out what that reason is, but I need to but what I learned through this, and um I think what one of the main reasons he probably um allowed this into my life is that 
he was like, I want you to find joy and experience goodness and be thankful even in hard times. And that's mm-hmm. what was really a changing changing factor in my spiritual walk as far as what I started doing pretty soon after that um, time in uh, October of uh, 2019 is I started starting with five things I was thankful for. And um, that's when, you know, started, then the seven pathways started working out more that next year. But I started with five things I was thankful for. And that was a game changer and, and reorienting my mind to focus on, hey, look at all these good things rather than focusing on what I couldn't do. Um, and I started listening to music in the mornings and waking up to music. And um, that really also helped me to find um, find hope and pain. Um, it helped me find joy. It helped me to be content. I feel like he mm. was just like, you know, this is going to, this is going to be a season for a bit. It's going to be a little foggy. And he was like, you got to keep pushing. And he didn't give me a long a time frame, but I kind of got the sense it was going to be a bit like not, not a quick turnaround. <laughs> he, and so uh, he, he was, he was like, uh, we need to develop some perseverance here. <laughs> and endurance. And he was like, you can do this. And I'm yeah. like, and I, I mean, I am a very, like, um, I don't give up easily. And again, I know him and I know, I know the vibe, I know in the Bible, he's allowed a lot of w- people that, that loved him and that he loved to go through terrible things. And he would wait and not speak to them for a long time sometimes. And they'd be out in the desert for a long time, hanging out there and people wouldn't be listening, you know, and they're, and I just knew that I was like, okay, God, I'm going to go here with you. As long as you're still here, you're with me. And he made it clear. There's so many times he made it clear. He was with me in this, just by those little things that, like I was mentioning, songs that would show up, people that would call. He started speaking to me. His voice became so much more clear during this hard time because all Mm. the noise had quelled. Like all that visual, virtual noise in my life because I quit looking at social. That was not helpful. Um, so all those like things that were distractions started f- falling away. And his voice became that louder voice in my life and a voice of like comfort as well, but a voice of, of like wisdom. Um, and so I mean, I just, I, I mean, I know like God shows himself in the Bible too. He makes it clear. He is faithful to his people. He will allow you to go through hard things. He never said, he never said it's going to be easy, but he said, I'm going to be with you. And that's why he's mm-hmm. a God who's with us. You know, it talks about we're in Christ. That means like we are connected to him through the spirit that lives within us. There's not a time that he is not with me. Even when I'm on my bed and I feel Felt terrible and couldn't sleep. You know, wake up every hour and a half because uh, you know it was a pain. This, I couldn't sleep hardly, and um, you know, he. I just remembered he was like, "You're in my hospital. Okay, you can try to act like you're somewhere else. Like you can go out and do whatever." And I thought he's like, "That's not going to be helpful. You need to be where I have you, and I have you." And I called it my God's hospital, and it was such a like a, a great reminder at night. You know, I imagine him and all the different rooms in the hospital. And I would think of like God, and it talks about, I think it's in Isaiah about his, we, 
he tucks us in under his wing. And I imagine mm. like God tucking me in at night under his wing. And I thought, you know, there are all these other folks here too. I'm just one of many that are in this season and I'm not alone in this season. They're, they're there, have God with me and have people that love me with me too. So I'm not alone. And that's a big thing to remember in the, when people go through hard times, you are not alone in the season. Um, you've got a lot of support. So it's a matter of like looking and pressing into that and look and remembering who God really is or, or coming to know that real God for the first time, that he's a God that's with you and is for you. He's going to be in that season. Like he's been in the season with me. He's not done something awful to me. Although, I, you know, it's hard. Sure. I've missed a lot of life. You know, it, 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 can, it is sad sometimes. And, you know, I have moments. I'm like, wow, okay, I, I I missed something. Yeah, I missed. There have been a lot of other things that I've, I've received and grown, and I've been given that that's just got what God wanted for me, and I have to embrace the story He's giving me, and that's what people need to embrace God's mm. story in their life, not somebody else's story, but God's story in your life, and look for what He's doing in your life because He's got good. He's got good plans. It may not look good. I mean, I tell you, hair falling out, waking up every hour and a half, and being exhausted, not being able to talk well was was. I wouldn't call that the probably the most enjoyable part of my life. But I found <laughs> I found purpose and goodness in it, even sure. in the hard times. And that's what people need to look for. Hey guys, just pausing this conversation with Mary Carmen to remind you to check out our website, followtoleadcoaching.com. That's follow the number two leadcoaching.com. On that website, I've got all the information about what I'm doing with coaching and strategic planning and how it might help you. We help leaders wrestle through things like mission, vision, values, strategic objectives, all the details that go into running your organization on a daily basis. I've worked with pastors and CEOs alike, and I know that leading can be such a lonely thing. So if you're tired of leading alone and want some direction outside of the normal wheelhouse, look me up, follow 2 I would be honored to work with you. So now let's finish up this conversation with Mary Carmen. One of the beautiful things uh, about your story is um, the relationship that you have with your, your mom. Mm. And I love to read dedication pages. I stole this from one of my mentors. And so I'm going to read your dedication page to your mom here. And then I'm just going to ask you to share some thoughts about her and the role that, you know, how God used her in your life. It it says this uh, to my mom, Sandra Hutz. You continue to teach and amaze me with your selfless love, enduring strength and wisdom. Thank you for your love and all the unseen sacrifice and faithful prayer covering me and for believing in me and seven pathways. I received the best gift from God when he chose you as my mother, and I pray that I carry on your legacy of love, faithfulness, and strength. I love you. Beautiful writing. Um, yes. Can you tell me about the relationship that you have with your mom? <laughs> wow. No, absolutely. Oh, she's, she's as, you, as I said there, she's like my best friend, mentor, um, I really, I really was given the best gift. I would not be who I am today without her. And that, in mm. a lot of ways, it began as a, as a young teen, you know, when I was younger, she and I would sit, if I had an issue, or I want to talk about something, I come into the room and we chat a little bit and she's like, well, let's talk to God about that. Let's ask him. Cause sometimes, you know, she'd give me advice, but then other times 
it was like, well, you know, we need to ask God. God can help you. And so she started teaching me early on that God answered, that God will speak to me. And then I started hearing, he started speaking to me. I was like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) So, you know, I learned, I learned to trust God. I learned to love God. And I learned that God speaks to his people through my mom Mm. and her. I mean, she's so, she sacrificed so much for my brother and I when we were young. She was a single mom for 10 years and she worked so hard as an accountant and to give us a good life and to, to pay for our schooling and many other things and help me to go to camp a few times. Um, so she's always one that's giving, whether it be to my grandparents, myself, always willing to share just wisdom and insight. And she's, I mean, honestly, I, she's so selfless in so many ways. And I, I just pray that I can, I will be, more like her as even as I get older too, that I will carry on, you know, her legacy of just loving God and being faithful, um, and his calling and, and loving her family well, Hmm. sacrificially. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I I do want to jump into the seven pathways and well, obviously we're not going to have time to cover all of them, but I, uh, I'm going to read them off and then maybe we'll dive into a couple and kind of nose around a little bit. Uh, The, the, the pathways are, are Thanksgiving, silence, confession, song, prayer, Bible study, and scripture memory. And one of the things that you talk about in the writing is that it's not a checklist, right? You use the pathway very, uh, very intentionally. Now, as someone who's type A and a little bit of a control freak, um, I have a tendency to want to try to check things <laughs> off the list and feel like I got it all right. H- how do we stay in yes. the right heart posture of pathway versus checklist? Oh, that's a that's a great that's a great um, great question. I love that question. I love the way you ordered it too. Thank uh, you. Because it, it does feel like you know when you're on. The, on the digital experience, you, you do kind of hit completed after you do each one. So there, there is this element that, hey, I've accomplished something. So for all of the Taipei people, you just still get that sense. Uh, but the, re, the way that I would love for you to think about it, there are steps in a journey. So think of them as like if you're looking at a map mm. and you're going from one place to another, say you're traveling and you're traveling in Europe or even in, in the States, if, normally you'd, you'd want to you know, stop for a little bit if it's a good place. And I, I, these are good places. Like you want to sure, visit yeah. these places. <laughs> you don't want to just, you don't want to just, you know, pass through Switzerland. Like, oh, I'm just going to breeze on through Switzerland. And, you know, I might stop for 10 minutes in Rome. Of course, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> okay. You got to think of these places. Like these are, these are places you wanted to go. So if you want to go to these places, spend some time. So that the whole idea mm. of like parking there, resting there, you know, finding it as a place that you can then just kind of, again, like being still and know that I'm God is that word means to sink, to relax. So that's kind of what I do, like sink down into it, enjoy it, spend as long as you want there, but spend time in the destination, then you might want to come back, you know, like the next day you could spend a little longer. It's like on a, just like when you're on a trip, you, your time can vary. Although I've given time frames as a, 
guidance guidance only, um, or if you just want to get it all done and and you know like thirty to forty minutes, which is great. But other otherwise, you know, you take it at your own pace. That's the that's kind of the goal of it as well. Hmm. As you were writing this, um, I noticed that you start started with Thanksgiving. And hearing your story a little bit more, I'm, I'm beginning to believe yeah. that that is super intentional. If you're talking to somebody who is maybe in a season that feels desperate or quicksandish or just in full of pain, physically or emotionally, is Thanksgiving where you typically start someone on the path? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're in a when you're in a dark place, um, Thanksgiving really is a, it helps you realign and re tune your thoughts to not focus on where you are and how this can be a, a, di- a really difficult season and how you want to get mm. out of it right then. It's good to find some goodness in it because there always is, even when, even when you're struggling with pain, there's still those good moments in the day and the, and those things in your life that are still really good. Which is, you know, your family, your loved ones, um, the little things that you're still able to do and celebrate the small victories. That's what I tell people too. You got to focus on your progress and not how far you have to go. So, and that's a really big thing when you're struggling with pain to remember. And if you're in a really hard season, like I was when you're struggling with cancer or recovery, you need to celebrate your small wins. You're like, Hey, Oh my gosh. I, I, you know what? I slept better that night. Wow. You know, or, Hey, I'm not having to take Tylenol as much now or, mm. um, you know, get, get really practical too. Mm. It can be super practical things or, um, Hey, now for me, it's like, okay, my lower lips, I'm able to move them more. I'm getting more control back and I'm getting more feeling in my ear. I'm like that's a win. I mean, it's not all back. Um, but Hey, that's a win. So you got to celebrate the small wins that that's, that'll give you hope because you're, you need hope in that time, anything that can give you hope and encouragement and Thanksgiving does do that. (laughs) And God says, enter his gates with Thanksgiving. Like that's the first thing he says anyway. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, Christians should be the most thankful people. We have the most reason of anyone to be thankful Um, so, because we know, like, we know the truth and we know how the story ends and we're never going to be separated. We're never going to face death. We, we will physically, you know, like, but we're, it's not over for us. You know, this is just the beginning. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm always curious when, when, um, when authors put together a list like this, which is, this is a great list. I love it. Like their, their pathways, their journeys, their practices, which one is the hardest for you? Yes. Oh, that's a great question. Um, probably the one that's the hardest that I don't do every day, I would say is confession is the hardest. I think confession Mm. is, is probably the, is one of the hardest for a lot of people because, Oh, we'll say, oh yeah, I did this wrong or that, but to have a heart posture of humility, of always of being more aware of how 
I am not listening to God. How am I not be serving others? Really being others focused. I think that's the hard. I think it's the hardest one. I mean, I can say, "Oh Lord, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that." But having that posture of confession, I think that's the. I think that's the hardest. Just because I think naturally it's we. I also focus on the good a lot too. <laughs> um, so I think naturally it's harder than unless it's obvious. Then other times. I, I just forget. I'm like, oh no, that's oh, not sure. Good. Yeah. <laughs> because I still, I still, you know, we all struggle with being focused more on ourselves than others. I mean, that's, it's a big thing. It's began a long, long time ago and it's still always the case. So. Amen to that. Um, I have one more question to ask you, but before I do it, I know that, um, all my podcast family are going to want to connect with you all over the internet. Where's the best place to learn all things Mary Carmen? And can you tell us what about uh, the the app? Because this is this is more than just a book, right? You've really put together some resources yeah. on where yes. and how to live out these pathways. Yes. Yeah. So, um, a couple of places you can connect with us um, on our on our website at www sevenpathways.com and the seven is is spelled out i tell people that uh, although i do own the other one so there's nothing at the other one uh, <laughs> um, and then you can connect with us on instagram facebook as well and the digital online experience basic well what we do have up now and it, it's so wonderful a wonderful resource is we have some meditations so we have meditations on, for example, anxiety, loneliness, sleep. You can get some for free. And then starting in August, if you want to join us and do one of the seven, path- the seven pathways journey through the gospel of John, you can then get the meditations with that too. And I'll start in, mm. I think, mid-August. So on, on our website, we have meditations and there, there are three great voices I mean, just super superb people. I love them to death. Um, and then we have some paintings that you can look at for reflection as well. And we hope to be adding more um, next year um, med- for our meditations. But the hub also, Seven Pathways, will be our journey through the Gospel of John. And that's where you can experience each of the Seven Pathways and through the a chapter or a half of a chapter. And then each year, we hope to add another one, and then as we grow, continue to add more experiences, so that it'll it'll just track with you. So, like if you stop, you're like, "Hey, I didn't quite make it all the way through, you know, seven, and I spent longer, you know, on on song, and or I skipped over and did prayer, you know, it'll pick back up where you left off." So that's the beauty of the digital experience. It, it'll it'll go with it, set your own pace, and then I, we will have a workbook version with that as well, a launch in, in August. For those people that want to write things down too. So you can mm. grab your workbook on Amazon if you'd like to write things down. Um, or if you're just a digital person, you can do it on our website, which is a progressive app, meaning that if you use, do it on your phone, it'll the interface will adjust uh, to your phone or iPad. So it'll, it'll look just like an app. It just won't be downloaded from the store. So you should have the exact same experience. Um, so you've got lots of different options as far as um, how to experience. And then, and then I will say the workbook is specifically also will help small groups because we have oh, a great. leader's guide, facilitator's guide at the back. So it will help you and you do the work on your own personally. And then each week 
meet with, if you would like to meet with a small group, it's a, a six week plan. So, yeah. So yeah, we're so, I'm so excited for people to start experiencing like the seven pathways through, through studying the word and get, and really, um, coming to just to know the Lord more through Mm. these powerful, historical, ancient, again, they're proven throughout history and time how people have connected with God all these years. And just to give a simple, clear plan, um, I, I'm just, I get, I'm thrilled that I get to be a part of it. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I'm so excited I get to do this. I'm so excited I get to do that. And I can't wait to do I mean, honestly, I've been working, I'm still, you know, working on some edits um, right now for the workbook. Uh, well, proofreading. And um, I, I can't wait to do it too. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. So um, uh, anyway, so I'm so thankful nice. for um, your audience. And I hope many of you guys will, um, check us out and, um, you know, I hope that we can just help you and walk alongside of you in your relationship with God. And so, yeah, get you I, back I in stride with God. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, I, I know it's going to yeah. be great. I think, uh, I think it's going to really impact a lot of people's lives. And, uh, I always, I always love to end my conversation with one more question and it's an advice question. And I'm going to ask you to go back in time and give you one piece of advice. Give yourself one piece of okay. advice. Except I get to name the season of life that you're in. So I, I'm going to take you back uh, to that day oh. in February uh, <laughs> when you hit your head and you realized that something was wrong. And I want to take you back to the day before that day. It's yeah. it's a, a normal day in February. Yeah. If you could go back and talk to that younger version of yourself about what was about to come down and what was about to change and all the things that were about to happen. What's the one piece of advice that you would give yourself? Oh, that's so good. What a great question. Oh, wow. Um, I would, I would say the advice that I would give myself is to is to to not fear it, but embrace mm. embrace the season coming ahead. And um, I would I would give myself the advice to I, I wish I had more quickly started. Um, like moving, like moving physically around too, because I was just kind of like a little bit frozen. Sure. And then I wish that, um, I wish that I had started like listening, like mm. really listening and praying, like really started intentionally praying more quickly with people. Um, and just, yeah, just I wish I had started more quickly with the pathways, to be honest with you. I think I was a little frozen for a bit because I was like, oh, what do I do? Do it. I was just so still. So, much, which was good. I was starting to de, like, just get all the ick out and just get in a place where I could hear more and mm. not be so distracted. So, um, and part of that was good. Um, but I, I kind of, but more than, more than that, it's just it, embrace it. I, I mean, really embrace yeah. it and find purpose. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of wish I'd sped up. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I just, I, I also trust God's timing as well. Sure. So, 
Yeah, that's so, beautiful. Yeah. No, I think that's a that's a good word for all of us. Yeah. So um, that's a hard. Carmen, that's a hard. That's a hard. That's a hard question. I, I just like. Yeah. Yeah, thank that's you. A, that's I, a good one. I'm going to keep thinking on that question, actually. Well, that's a, well I'll tell you what. If you come up with a, a really different answer, question. come back on and let's talk about it again, because I would love to hear more thoughts and spend more time with you. Okay. And I'm I'm incredibly thankful for the generosity of time today and your your willingness to put your yourself and your story out there in the world. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I've so enjoyed our conversation. I've loved some of your questions. You have, you have some really, you have some really good questions to, Thank that you. really made me think as well. And I think your audience is, you have your audience is blessed by having you. So oh, well, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. So thank you again for this opportunity. I hope that we're able to talk again and I'm going to, for next time, I'm going to have, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about an answer for that question as well. What a fun conversation with someone who's been through so much and still has so much to offer the world. I love her perspective. I love the pathways. It's very much back to that old idea of Christianity. Um, If you enjoyed it, do me a favor. Follow her on Instagram at Mary Carmen Englert. Also, you can look up at Seven Pathways. And hey, follow me while you're at it at TWMilt. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. If there's any way that I can help you, lead boldly and follow Jesus. Let me know. This is what it's all about. Remember guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.